Welcome to Know Your Risk Radio on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. Know Your Risk Radio is hosted by Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Know Your Risk Radio is brought to you by Bulwark Capital, helping families navigate the ever-changing and often volatile markets. Know Your Risk Radio starts now. Here's your host, Zach Abraham. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us for another of the most scintillating hours in finance radio. And who, you know, I doing this for a really long time. Well, not really long, I guess. I've been managing for, was it 15 years? Yeah, coming up. Man, that sounds weird to say that. Coming up on 15 years. Um the, these times in markets, guys, if you're like wondering what's going on, you're feeling nobody is insulated from that. These markets make anybody feel that way. Professionals, I'm talking to buddies of mine that are managing funds. Even when you know your position, when I say know you're positioned correctly, meaning you know you're 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 sticking to your guns, you're by, you're you know you're doing what the right thing is, you're sticking with the the good cheap company. You know what I mean? You're following your process. And you get into markets like this and the movements are not, I was, I was telling our, our, our fans, not fans. We don't have fans <laughs> listeners. See, I think it a little too much of myself, right? Um, telling the listeners on the KTTH open again, for those of you that don't know, we are on two stations up here in Seattle as well. And the first one has a different timing. And so, so we're on for three minutes before the rest of the show starts. But what I was saying in that brief open was that there are periods of times, you know, usually, usually um, the market is right and you can fight it all you want, but usually the market is right. Um, When you get into periods of times like this, where it's just chaos, you know, I I was telling our guys this morning, you know, we're looking at the indexes today. The Russell 2000 is up 1.32%. NASDAQ's up 0.38. Dow's down 0.92. S&P's down 0.4. Okay. Everything is just flying everywhere right now. And to respond too much to the moves in individual stocks or in indexes at points like this will cost you money. Because I think what people are trying to figure out is, oh, what is that tank? You know, oh, this is going to break out now. No, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is one of the greatest market rotations in history because of how lopsided it's been and how long and extended this run has been. Now, am I sure of that? No, you're not sure of anything, right? It's our old attitude. Um, you know, strong convictions loosely held. But, but remember, we have an advantage, right? What's the advantage? A, we're managing risks, so we don't have as much exposure as everybody else. And then what's the other advantage we got? We're fundamental investors, Right. We're not jumping in here and buying the tech companies been beat up because we think they're going to go up. We're buying things that are epically cheap. Now, what that means is not that those things won't swing wildly. Right. I'll go. I'm going back now to why we sent that letter to our clients two months ago where we said, hey, we have a great had a great year. Value portfolio was up 40 percent year to date at that point. Now up about 27, 28 had a had a pullback. Um, like I was telling you guys last this week, we're basically even markets negative. We're pretty much even, I think on the week or close to it. We'll see where we finish today. Um, but the reason I said that was because we know what we own. And if what is happening right now, if it's what we think it is, right, you just got to sit on your hands because what do we think is happening? You know, there was something I I referred to and I've mentioned this a hundred times and people that have been listening to the show are going to be like, Oh, here it comes again. Going into this year, we said we think this is going to be the breakout for inflation, commodities, uh, value stocks, all that kind of stuff. By God's good grace, that was a great call. It's delivered us a wonderful year, all that kind of stuff. All of this stuff is even cheaper than we were saying it was back then, right? Because yes, those things have rallied, but they were left to die, right? And the underlying fundamentals that drive those things are better than they were then. So even though they've gone up a lot, they're actually, you know, we're looking at a lot of companies that we've made, you know, 50, 60% on and the valuation on them has actually gone down because their earnings have increased so much, right? So 
when you get into these, so what was I, what was the reference I was calling this? I was saying, okay, if we are right and tech, remember the thought going into this year was, look, tech is priced as if COVID lockdowns are going to last forever. So you look at the way these things were performing prior to COVID and the valuations that they had, and most of them, the multiples more than doubled. Okay. During COVID. So we said, look, we do not think there will be any more lockdowns. I was reading a story today by a doctor from Stanford that's saying, listen, we cannot do more lockdowns. We need to protect the vulnerable in the old and be safe, but things need to go on as usual. Um, COVID isn't leaving, but the pandemic should be over. There's an MD out of Stanford. And I agree with him completely. I don't think there's a fear of another lockdown. And I think that that's what you're seeing getting priced into this right now. Meaning a lot of these retail gamers are going, oh, Omicron is coming back. We got to get back into the tech stocks are down. They're going to rally. And, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the the manic crazy side of this thing, at least as it relates to a lot of these tech stocks, ARKK, ARK being, you know, public enemy number one, as far as I'm concerned about those kind of things. I, I just, I, it's over. I don't think the economics support it at all. The Fed is tightening. But, but the terminology I was using last year going into it, I was like, look, if we are right, and this is a transition now, because of the epic run and how big tech has become as part of the, uh, a part of the market because of now... W- is tech important? Yes. But there are 11 sectors in the S&P. Tech got up to a 40% weighting. Never been a single sector high, higher than that, ever. Okay? Then you look at energy, two and a half, one-fifth of its long-time average of the S&P 500. It's historically around 12% weight in the S&P. It's two and a half. Right? So you look at all those, and you look at all that, you know, you look at the reality of it all and you go, okay, if we're right, if it is transit, remember, this is the worst performance of commodity stocks, uh, natural resource stocks, value stocks, dividend payer, the worst performance in history compared to, compared to the broader markets. So if this is going to swing back, if we're going to rotate back around and essentially rebalance the market, it's going to be violent just because of the excess right? How small that stuff has gotten, how few people are in it and how everybody's packed into one side of the boat. When you rotate out of a situation that's that lopsided, it's going to be chaos. And so the terminology I was using is it's going to be a knife fight. I didn't think that knife fight would last the entire year. And yet here we are. I mean, still, you know, you just, when you get the fed minutes that we got the other day, Right. They they have they have greatly pulled back on their inflation is transitory. So what does that tell you? It tells you the Fed is expecting higher levels of inflation. Now, I've told you before, the Fed are really bad forecasters, so they could be wrong. They've been wrong plenty of times. But then what do we do? We go back to the facts, okay? Because if we are going into an inflationary market and this is what I this is unequivocal, guys. If we are going into an inflationary market, if the Fed is raising rates, even slowly, if they're pulling back on liquidity by, by in, increasing the speed, which is what they said yesterday, in, or Wednesday was it? Wednesday. It's what they said Wednesday. They're going to increase the speed of the taper, meaning they're going to pull back on quantitative easing even faster than they, than they said originally. Okay. That should annihilate the high flyers. It's what always happens. Rates are going up, so discounted cash flow models would dictate lower prices. Liquidity is contracting, right? It just hits the highest, craziest stocks the hardest. It just does. And it's the reinstitute, right? It's, it's like gravity being reinstituted into the system. And so when we said knife fight, I just, I'll be honest with you, I never dreamed it'd go this far. I never dreamed it would last this long. It really is shocking to me that a knife fight was the perfect terminology. I mean, everybody's getting cut up, right? But it's not surprising at the same time because, like I said, the extremity, right, the extreme nature of the, these runs, the extreme valuations we've never seen. You know, and, and again, that's something we've been saying for, you know, again, I wish this isn't the case because we're value guys. We want markets to make sense. I want to see rational pricing. But when you look at the crazy nature of economic policy, all the money they're pouring out, quantitative easing, Fed balance sheet at $7 trillion, U.S. debt at 150% debt. This should be the craziest transition of all time. It should be. The, the inputs are insane. So to expect things to go according to rational thought and plan is probably foolish. 
And and this is exactly why I hoped it would be right. You hold out hope. You're like, hey, I just hope that stuff gets killed and, and, you know, some sanity returns and all that kind of stuff. And going back, that's why we sent that letter out to clients saying, hey, buckle up. It's good. It's not going to be fun. And and when you get in times like this. The market has such a weird way of inflicting pain on the greatest number of people. And what it does is it tries to shake you out of the stuff you're going to need to own. And I've said this before. That's the stuff that's usually the hardest to hold. I keep going back to that Berkshire Hathaway example, right? In 1999, Berkshire Hathaway was doing fine. There was no bad news for Berkshire Hathaway, but their stock dropped 25%. I think the S&P was up like 50. NASDAQ was up 101. How many people seeing that do you think sold Berkshire Hathaway and bought tech? And what you were doing is you were walking right into the fire and you were walking away from one of the greatest winners over the next, you know, eight years. Berkshire went on an incredible run. So what did the market do, though? It hurt you for being in Berkshire. It rewarded you for making that transition. And then it got everybody on that one side of the boat and then lopped your head off. It's just the way it's just the way this always works. It's amazing how it works. It's not fun. It's painful. But that's why I said when you go through periods of times like this, you have to kind of turn off the short-term performance outlook. You got to have a longer-term view. Because, like, again, going back to Buffett, what does Buffett always say? In the short term, the market is a voting machine. In the long term, it's a weighing machine. When these things get weighed, and I think the weighing process has started, when these things get weighed, they will be found lacking. And all of that stuff, what the you know, the, buying a clean balance sheet and a good business at a reasonable price, that stuff will get rewarded. It always happens. Now, are we positive that it's happening right now? No, you can't ever be positive, guys. But when the valuation imbalance gets this compelling... You have to plug your nose and ignore the noise. And we all know this. We all know this. But typically, especially in crazy times, doing the right thing is most often the most painful. And you look back with some hindsight and you go, thank God I endured the pain. Right? Thank God I didn't take the easy way out. I had conversations with several of our clients. Zach, the energy stuff's getting hit. You know, does this mean that we're wrong? And I go, no, nope. Go back to the fundamentals, guys. Foil goes back to 50, 45. These things will get hit. I don't think that's going to happen, but they, they, they'll get hit. But this is, this is just normal action. More importantly, this is what happens in, these, in massive transitions. If we're right, and this is a massive market rotation, it should be madness. And I mean, you're watching mega cap companies. This has been happening for a little while now, but you're watching mega cap companies like NVIDIA trade in 10% ranges intraday. Guys, that's not normal. It's not healthy. The other thing is that all of these things that we are talking about, all of them are historical signs of a top or a massive market rotation. And, and I think, you know, everybody, is this the beginning of a crash? No, I'm not in the way that we typically think of a crash. Now, I think if you're all, but what is so pernicious about this time is that if it is just tech that gets wiped out, everybody has never been more loaded up on it. So it could feel like a crash. And, and more importantly, one of the things that I, people talk about charts and technical analysis when it comes to trading stocks, right? Looking at charts, comparing charts. Usually, I don't like to look at historical chart comparisons because nothing is the same. I mean, it can be a piece of data that you look at. But if you have some time this weekend, what you ought to do is pull up a historic chart of the NASDAQ and look at it from the middle toward the end of 1999 and then look at, toward it, look at it toward, you know, you want to look from 99 to 2001, okay, and focus on that period of time. It's actually really you could look at, you know, halfway through 99 to um, probably the end of 2000, actually, probably fine. Um, But when you look at that and then next to it in another screen or on the, you know, on the side of that, pull up arc over the last year. Look at the shapes of those charts. They are 
shockingly similar. And for those of you who don't know what I say when I mean ARC, ARC is that fund by Kathy Wood, nothing against her, but that's loaded up on all the most ridiculous high-flying stuff that if you're a retail investor, I bet a lot of you own. And I'm not telling you the stuff's going to zero. I'm not telling you what I'm telling you is that the signs don't look good. This is not an economic environment that favors those kinds of stocks. They are historically overvalued. Go, if, you want a, if you want a classic example of what I mean about the danger of overvalue, the other thing to do is pull up a chart of Peloton, pull up a chart of DocuSign, pull up a chart of Roku, and then go look at their valuations, right? Uh, Peloton's down, what, 60%? It is still really expensive. Really expensive. DocuSign, go same way. DocuSign's down almost 50% from its highs. Still really expensive. If you guys think the bloodletting is over, you know, I, 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 Godspeed. You know, I think this is just the first act on that stuff. Like I said, I don't think we're, I, I, you people are like, oh, the beginning of the crash. I don't think so. No, if this inflation is here, which the Fed seems to think it is, I think it is, right? I think most consumers think it is. If you think the inflation story is real and you think it's here, the vast majority of you are horrifically out of, out of, you're, you're actually, <laughs> if, if that is happening, you've never been positioned worse for it. You're loaded up on all the stuff that's going to get smashed, including your bonds. Sweet Moses. I was with a guy yesterday, new client of ours. Great guy. Um, he's at a bond fund for 20 years. He's down $2,000 in it in 20 years. And it's mainly due to the last four or five years. And he, you know, and a lot of investors think that's bad and it is, it's awful performance, but wait till the rate hikes come guys. Holy smokes. You're going to be getting drilled on your stock side and your bond side all at the same time. And you don't want that. What do you need? You need risk management. You need fundamental investing, especially in these crazy times. You need to have more exposure to things that will benefit from inflation. You need to know that you got a portfolio that if we're wrong, if we're wrong, and this stuff continues, great, we'll go up with it. Maybe not quite as fast. But when the bottom falls out and that stuff gets, and I don't mean the market's going to, you know, I think what's going to happen is the market's going to get hit because those high flyers carry so much weight. But the stuff that's inflationary sensitive, the value, the dividends, right, it's going to soften that blow. But if you're positioned like the typical stock portfolio is right now, that's got 35 to 45, God forbid, you know, even more percent of their money in tech. I was talking to a new investor the other day that came to a 63% of his money's in Tesla. If, if that's where you're at, you're going to get smoked. Don't do it. There's a better way, guys. Give us a call, 866-779-RISK and 866-779-RISK. You can be on our risk-managed portfolios that were up 20% plus last year. We were only down 6% in March. Followed on with a great year this year, 20-something plus. I got to look at the numbers. Trailing the S&P a little bit on the year right now because of the last month and a half, two months. But that's why we told our clients, don't sweat this. I don't want to give up the performance. I don't like it when things go down either. But we're, we're buying these things that are ridiculously cheap. Anyway, there's a better way, guys. Don't wait till it hurts to make a change. Anticipate the change. You've got all the warnings. It's blinking red. Don't sit on your hands. Give us a call. Get the Common Sense Investment Booklet. Talk to me. Talk to one of our advisors. If you don't like what we have to say, go the other way. I'm just saying it's not just about the business side. I'll continue to tell you people are going to get smashed. And I think, that is a, I think that we've started that process. It really looks like that. Anyway, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stick with us. As always, subscribe to the podcast. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Subscribe. Get the, get, get the stuff just sent to your inbox. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about Fed policy. I want to dig into what the Fed talked about because it's very key and very important. Thank you for – well, stick, yeah, stick with us. We'll be right back. This, you're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. Do better in bull markets. Do better in bear markets. Pay less fees in all markets. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. You can subscribe to Zach's free newsletter, The Bulwark Insider Report, at knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. 
Zach, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? Without a doubt, Dory, it's inflation, and it's here. With all this money printing and with still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise, and when inflation rises, bonds get smoked. We've been telling people for six years, if you're using bonds in the old-school 60-40 mix as the safe portion of your portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble with your retirement. Well, what should our listeners do? If you're worried about inflation, we believe that you should consider getting out of bonds and get educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. We teach you exactly how to do it our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Learn how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still seek to grow your assets. Call Zach now for your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement with the firm's license to conduct business. Borough Capital is a DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. This might be the shortest segment we've ever done, people. We've got about a three-minute segment because I went way over the time. As per usual in the market update, we just got so much information that we want to get to you. I get a little too amped up. So funny. My son, my youngest, seven years old. His name is Cyrus. And uh, his mother was telling me, my wife, my wife um, who's a far better spouse than I deserve, I can promise you that. Um, <clears throat> she was telling me a story. They're on the way to school today. And they were talking, he, he and my other son, who's nine, they were talking about being dads. And uh, my, my nine-year-old said, you know, mom, do you think I'll be a good dad? Yeah, you're going to be a great dad. My seven-year-old pipes up. He goes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be a very good dad. And she goes, what, what do you mean? And he is by far, he's such a, he's an incredible kid. Lights up the room. He is our energy child, though. He's a renegade. Kid's a, kid is a daredevil. Um, and she goes, I don't know. I'm pretty wild. I'm like a buffalo. <laughs> That's what he told me. And he goes, I don't know. And uh, my daughter was like, well, dad's kind of like a buffalo too. And he's a great dad. So I was just laughing all the way to work. A, I love it when I hear my baby girl say I'm a good dad. I don't think I'm as good as they deserve, but trying. Um, but I was just dying laughing. I don't know. I'm pretty wild. And I was like, well, buddy, you, you came by it naturally. Um, but anyway, so so we, we're going to dig into the Fed minutes. Like I said, we just got a little bit compressed here. Um but I just think it's fascinating that the Fed is really backing away from that transitory comment, right? Saying that they think inflation is going to leave really quick. The minutes that they gave the other day, his, his presser that he gave, it was saying the exact opposite. They were saying that they're beginning to be concerned about inflationary pressures. Now, again, the caveat there is the Fed ain't the best forecasters, right? So I'm not saying we take that and run with it and act, oh, God, the Weimar Republic's on the way. It's not. But why that's so important is what I was telling you guys about all of the things that have worked. Remember, we have been in a deflationary market for pretty much 40 years. Not saying it was deflating, but that that was the constant threat, right? Soaring inflation has not been a problem since the early 80s. And if we are moving into that inflationary environment, which, I mean, look around you. The stuff that has worked the best will not, especially not the stuff that's worked the best over the last 15, you know, over this cycle, 13 years, 14 years, however long it's been. Longest, biggest in, in, in history, right? And why that's so pernicious, guys, is like I was saying, the average portfolio right now that's 60, 40 stocks is going to get annihilated. If you think inflation is coming and you're sitting in one of those portfolios, get out Call us 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Stick with us through the break. We'll be right back. This is Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Dory Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser-focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? 
ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm's license conduct business. Borough Capital's DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with us. Okay, guys, so let's get into the Fed announcement. The Fed minutes this week that were on Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> like I said, this, this pertains to the Fed. It pertains to anybody that talks about the market, including me. And I think I've said this before, but um, when I say even including me, I mean it. Nobody has a pet. Nobody has the truth cornered. Nobody has got a perfect crystal ball. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. That applies to everybody. Okay, it applies to everybody. And I had a client, the other, a new client came to us. And we were walking him through how we do things. And he goes, you know, Zach, I've been listening to you for a long time. I just prefer to put my, all of my money in that value portfolio that you manage. And I said, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And he goes, why? And I said, because the other, one of the reasons that we also have the algorithmic portfolio, the bond replacement strategies, the, the, the no fee, no cap insured against loss uh, um, uh, product that we use, and then the real estate investment trust that we use, that, that, that's why we split it up. And he goes, well, yeah, I know, but I really believe in you. And I go, thank you for believing in my approach and believing in my ability. But I said, one of the reasons I do this is to protect you from me. And he looked at me really weird and he goes, that's a weird sales pitch. And we both started laughing. I said, look, I'm going to have bad years. Now, the way that we manage money, my bad years have been underperforming in up markets. We've never gotten hit. And I was going, we did things differently back, guys. So don't take this verbatim because it's hard to... I used to manage uh, money in a, like in, more traditionally in a, in, a, in a one-off basis, so I'd manage a client account, right? Now, b- due to technology, we use models. Okay, so it's a little bit sketchy looking back on the past. But in general, we've never actually had a down year since I've been managing money since 20, 2007. Now, we've had years where we underperformed. I had a year, I've always promised you guys that I'd be completely transparent and I have been, and I'll continue to be. But we had a year in 2013 where I think our value portfolio was up, um, what was it, up nine and a half, ten? I want to say. Market was up 31. Now, the performance was still excellent because we were up 20 in the, in the financial crisis when the market was down 63, and then we were up 90 plus in 2010. So the long run is good, but there are times we underperformed. Value portfolio underperformed in 2019. The algorithm portfolio was up over 40. It blew it out. But right, that's why we use other portfolios because we know I'm going to have a bad year. Right? The algorithm, I mean, it's still up like 10 this year, but that's a bad year compared to the market, compared to what it's put up previously. Right? That's why we don't want everybody in the algorithm. Diversification works, guys. And that's why we build portfolios. Is there, are there years where both the algorithm and the value portfolio are going to underperform? Yeah, might be this year. I mean, it's really close. It's nip and tuck. It's virtually the same. But my whole point is, even in that year, the way we construct portfolios, you're going to be way better off than the portfolios you're currently in. Right? Because that, that, that insured against loss, fixed indexed annuity, people with the word annuity, yeah. Oh, annuity, the dirtiest word. That's why we call it the dirtiest word in investing. And there are really bad products out there, but we use one with no cap meaning it doesn't limit how much you can make, no fee, you're insured against loss. If the indexes go up, you go up with them. If they go down, you stay flat. Thing averages 5 to 6% a year. We just did a study on it. Well, we didn't just do a study on it. We did a study on it tracking that product through the Great Depression. When you track that product through the Great Depression, it averaged like 6.3. 
And it's not perfect because the makeup of the market at that point was so different. But my whole point is you can go through horrible times with these products and still get your five, six percent. You're not going to make nine or ten. It's insured against loss. But my whole point is, is even on years where we 2019 was a perfect example, right? The, the algorithm did incredible. It was up over 40 value portfolio. Didn't do well as nine. Okay. So the market was up 30. Our, our stock portfolios are up 26, but our average client that year was up like 21. If you look at the average 60, 40 stock bond portfolio, they were up around 16 and a half, 17. So we still won by 4%. Why? Because our, that those fixed index duties that are insured against loss benefited from the indexes going through the roof that year. And they were up between 12, 14%. They had, we had one product that was a laggard that was, that was down that year. Um, but, but the average, if you looked at the average of all of those that we used, we had one that was up 19 that year. So it's not, you know, it's the portfolio. People forget about the other side of it. And that's, what's so pernicious about what's going on in the market. The defense layer in all your portfolios are bonds. If you believe inflation is going up, like I've been saying, your bonds are going to get smoked as harder shoot, possibly even harder than your stocks. And so getting back to the Fed minutes, what were they talking about? Well, first and foremost, they now, will they do this? I don't know, but it looks like they're going to have to. Meaning we've been saying for years since I've been on the radio, this insanity will go on until inflation takes the keys away from the Fed. Meaning until inflation requires them to quit pumping cash. The Fed thinks that time has come. Okay. And how do we know that? Because A, Powell has dropped using the term transitory. They said certain parts of it. But just if you listen to him talk, they're backing away from that statement saying inflation is going to be gone by the middle of next year. They're backing away from it. Morgan Stanley coming out with a $125 oil call. JP Morgan came out this week and said that. Now, remember, for the last 10 years. CapEx investing, right? When you hear the term CapEx, what it means is capital expenditures. And it's a fancy way for saying investments that a company makes. So what do energy, how do energy companies invest? They buy new property, they drill new wells. Okay, so JP Morgan came out and said, look, if we're going to have the energy and oil we need and natural gas we need just to function by 2020 or 2030, so seven, eight, seven and a half, you know, eight years from now, you need $750 billion of CapEx in, in the energy sector. Okay. CapEx has been negative for the last 10 years. When you, when you, when you, when you put all the numbers together, it had some really big booms in 14 and 15, and then you've had bankruptcies, but CapEx by it's negative. All these energy companies are one of the ways that they're selling themselves to investors is they're promising no CapEx. What's the only way that CapEx number gets there? What's the only way that we can power our grid by 2030? Energy's got to go up. It's got to convince investors it's not going to collapse. And that's why, that's why we feel so good about these value positions and these energy positions right now, because we can't tell the short-term route. Nobody can. But unlike this other stuff that people are piling into, piling into we know on a fundamental basis that if, if we can just ignore the noise— these things, right? The, the, the economics of these things at these prices will overwhelm it and, and will win out eventually. But looking at that Fed minute, so first of all, he said that they are going to speed up the taper. So if you heard that and thought, what does that mean? That means they are going to slow down even more so than they were forecasting the rate at which they are buying bonds. Now, whenever they've done this in the past, counter in a counterintuitive way yields have actually gone down in the interim because people get afraid that that's going to make the market crash okay but if they're pulling back on qe you would expect rates to rise why is that important again all the stuff we're talking about all the stocks that have worked all of the teslas and arcs and voozies and crispers and all the stuff that's in arkk that fund Interest rates go up, that stuff's going to get annihilated. It just is. Trust me. Maybe not immediately, but it's going to get annihilated. 
Then on the other side of the portfolio, you got the bonds. It's going to get annihilated. Okay. The other thing they said was they're planning three rate hikes for next year. Guys, I think it's entirely possible by the end of next year, we could be looking at a, at a 10 year trading, you know, with a two and a half, three percent yield on it. And when you consider the valuations, when you consider the debt levels, that's going to create some noise. It's going to create some serious turbulence. It's going to crush bonds. It's going to crush the high-flying tech names. And again, I, I'll keep saying it over and over. You know, I understand people that listen to a show like this and go, oh, you're just speaking your book. I get it. I get why you'd say that. But we're not. We're just laying out the facts as we see them. And, and now the Fed is going along with what we've been arguing all year long. Again, I'm not saying we're brilliant and we're the only ones that have the answers, but but the reason the reason we felt a lot of conviction that inflation was here and we're turning the, is just because rather than listening to pundits, rather than paying attention to stocks, we just keep our eyes on the data. And that's what you have to do. You got to keep your eyes on the data to know what to sell. You got to keep your eyes on the data to know what to buy. And, and I'll, I'll still, I, I mean, I'm sticking hard to it. I, I just, it's not about just getting you guys as clients. It's about even the people that don't become clients, saving them money too. Right? I think we got a lot of interesting times ahead of us. And I think money doesn't fix everything, but man, it sure helps. It sure makes things more convenient. Sure makes it easier to help out family and friends and things like that. So you got to, you know, you got to stick to your guns. And like I was telling all of our clients, guys, I actually told them, now I know most of them won't do this, but I said, you know what? You'd be better off not even paying attention to your account for the next couple months. While this stuff is happening, you're going to see swing. And I go, you know, and I mean it on both ways. Don't pay attention to the stuff that goes way up. Don't pay attention to the stuff that goes way down. This is the, this is like the apex of the knife fight here. And like I said, I think it helps. It, it doesn't mean anything is certain, but go pull up a chart of ARK over the last year or so, ARKK, two years, and compare it to the chart on the NASDAQ from 99 to 2000. And, and it does not guarantee that the outcome will be the same. What it will show you, though, is a historical example and a shockingly similar chart. And the other thing that's compelling to me about that chart, you guys, and I'll get back to the Fed stuff here, but... What, what shocked me about that chart is both of those periods of times were very similar, right? They are stocks that have zero attachment to their underlying fundamental basis, which means what? They trade on sentiment, right? If a stock is completely separated from its fundamentals, what is driving it? Sentiment, people wanting it. That's it. So what I think you see in those charts is just human behavior, Right, because and, 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 and what has been the name of this whole rally by the dip? What you'll also notice when you look at that chart is those fierce rallies, sometimes 20% off the bottom. Why? Because they were trying to buy the dip back then too. And then they'd roll over and get a new low. And then pretty soon capitulation happens, people throw in the towel, and then the thing just falls off a cliff. Again, can't guarantee that's what it happens, but when you consider the composition of the average retail portfolio that's loaded up in this kind of stuff with bonds on the other side of it, oh man, I'm just telling you, I mean, now is the time to be managing risk. Now is not to be time to taking chances. So, and then, and going back to, I mean, if you think about what Powell was saying at that presser the other day, he was basically telling you the same thing. Not in so much. I don't think he wants that stuff necessarily to roll over. I mean, he's proven that the Fed likes higher asset prices. But whenever, whenever some of my biggest mistakes in investing have been when I've looked at things over the long term and said, okay, here is, here is, you know, here is the break point. Here is when you know it'll be over. When you see that sign, you got to move. Okay. That sign for me was inflation. I've talked about when inflation hits, we cannot look past that sign because the game immediately changes. And now Jerome Powell is telling you that's the risk. You see it all around you. 
Do you have the discipline to change course? Do you have the discipline to be an asset manager? And guys, that's why I say, that's why we do what we do. That's why we do it how we do it. Meaning if we're wrong and this transition does not happen, do you know what that will mean for us? Our accounts will continue to go up. There's no pain there. If we're right, we will continue to go up while this stuff gets slaughtered. Don't try to be all the way right. Put yourself in a position where you win regardless of what happens. That's what risk management's about, you guys. So wake up. You're hearing the warning bells. You're seeing the signs. Call us. Call somebody. I'd prefer you call us. I think we'd do a better job for you, but do whatever you got to do. Just don't sit there and stand pat and wait for the pain. Call us, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, boardcapitalmanagement.com. Follow me on Twitter at KYR Radio. You guys know the drill. Anyway, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stick with us. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach uncover the truth about the financial markets with simple and honest advice to help you plan for retirement. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser-focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? Ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Board Capital's DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. Zach, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? Without a doubt, Dory, it's inflation, and it's here. With all this money printing and with still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise, and when inflation rises, bonds get smoked. We've been telling people for six years, if you're using bonds in the old-school 60-40 mix as the safe portion of your portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble with your retirement. Well, what should our listeners do? If you're worried about inflation, we believe that you should consider getting out of bonds and get educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Learn how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still seek to grow your assets. Call Zach now for your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Board Capital is a DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. All right, so we've only got about six minutes left in this segment. So let's. So I told you guys last week we were short arc. Um, not advising you do that. If you don't, I, I'll say the same thing over and over and over. Unless you've got a lot of experience with this, don't mess on the short side, guys. Um. It's, it can be brutal and you in a market like this, if you don't know what you're doing, it'll chop you up. Like I said, you'll buy at the wrong time, you'll sell at the wrong time, all that kind of stuff. Today is a perfect day, right? Go look at ARKK. As we spot, stop today, it's up 5.9%. Um, this is also typical. Unfortunately, when, when, you're, when you're, I think we're slightly up on it over the week still. Um, we're up on it overall still. But um, I, was ex- I was expecting this. Again, you hope it doesn't play out that way. I'd rather just see it go my way. But we're using it as an as a overall market hedge, and I, it's also a value play, right? It's just this is ridiculous stuff. Now, 
we've got a pain point that's about 6% above where we're currently at that we will reassess and get out because we're not going to take a loss on it. But, um, but this is totally typical. This is what makes these things go down. They get beat up and then everybody thinks by the dip. You see these sharp, I mean, take your breath away, rip your face off rallies. And then capitulation comes again and they roll over and find new lows. Again, pull up the chart of the NASDAQ. You can see it. Some of those, they, they don't look big when you look at a chart, but if you go do the math, you'll see 20% rallies only to fade off and then go to new lows. This stuff doesn't go straight down like people think. That's not the way these things work. If you look at individual stocks or like Bitcoin, you'll see that chart and you'll go, oh, well, it can go straight down. It's one asset. You don't usually see a group of stocks or an index or something like that move that way. Because again, what's the mantra been? Buy the dip. Buy it because it's down. Don't pay attention to fundamentals. Don't look at price. Just buy it because it's down. Right? That's going to take a while to break. That's another reason we said that we thought it was going to be a knife fight. Right? Investors don't just roll over and give that up. Right? That's worked for them. So they'll keep going back to it until they get smashed. And, and, you know, I know there's people out there listening to me that are going to do it anyway. Cause they're like, they, they, because again, they look at that chart and they're like, I can't help myself. Right. I, it's, it's going up. It's leaving me. FOMO kicks in. Oh, I got to get in there. It's going to go back up to 150. And look, I, it could. But only if there's going to be no inflation, only if that inflation is going to just disappear all of a sudden, only if there are no interest rate hikes, what did Jerome Powell tell you? They're coming. So, you, I mean, you just, you've got to pay attention to these cues, especially this late in market cycles, especially with debt levels, especially with valuations. You've got to do it. People go, that's market timing. No, no, we're not advocating market timing. We're advocating you move back to a balanced portfolio. That's the problem. You're not. Like I was telling you, guy came into the office the other day, 65% of his portfolio was Tesla. There's a lot of people like that. I see it all the time. If you own the S&P 500, you're overexposed to tech. That's not new. We've been telling you that for a long time. But now that the inflation is here, and even Powell is walking back from that transitory statement, ignore it at your own risk. Now, the other one that I thought was funny, getting back to ARK, and again, don't mean to beat up on him, but in an interview this week, our friend Kathy Wood, and she said these things before, and it just makes my jaw drop. She said that they're not really concerned about you know this year because they're down 20. They're not really concerned because they expect their portfolios to average 40% of your gains for the next several years. Guys, the reason my jaw drops when I say that is because what she is telling you is that she's forecasting herself to be the best investor to ever live. Is that possible? Sure, it's possible. It's never been the case in the past. This is just bubble thinking. It's what it is. It's magical thinking. 40% of you, okay. Okay. And people believe it. I was talking to a guy the other day. He goes, hey, I've got, you know, I'm not looking to try to get rich here. He goes, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly conservative investor. I'm looking for 20% a year. Guys, people's memories are so short. And I understand that you're not watching financial markets close. Let, let, let me just, let me just, let me just dispel something for you. You're not going to average 20% a year, not over a long period of time. You, you may have averaged around that over this run. This is the greatest bull market run in history in terms of size and amplitude. Okay, not a very good proxy for long-term averages. And, the, and the, this is all just classic bubble thinking too. We're just going to throw our money in somewhere. The S&P averages 11 and a half and, the, and, and, and all these investors, and I'm not trying to rank on the guy. If you listen to the show, I'm not trying to rank on you at all. I'm using it as an example because you're not the only person I've heard say this. I hear tons of people say that. If you think you're going to get a 20% returns, guys, the S&P's long-term average is 11 and a half. Anyway, 
Call us. There's a better way. Win either way the market goes, guys. You don't have to pick. It's not binary. Call us, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. And for God's sakes, get out of your bonds. Get educated. Get our uh, Common Sense Investment Booklet. Save yourself time and money. Call us. Anyway, have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Watch it. Manage that risk. Keep an eye on these crazy markets. And we'll see you in seven days. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. Thanks for listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Schedule your free risk review with Zach Abraham now at knowyourriskradio.com. Zach will be back with more Know Your Risk Radio next Saturday at noon on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. Opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? Ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. Zach, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? Without a doubt, Dory, it's inflation, and it's here. With all this money printing and with still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise, and when inflation rises, bonds get smoked. We've been telling people for six years, if you're using bonds in the old-school 60-40 mix as the safe portion of your portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble with your retirement. Well, what should our listeners do? If you're worried about inflation, we believe that you should consider getting out of bonds and get educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Learn how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still seek to grow your assets. Call Zach now for your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement with the firm's license to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, registered investment advisor.